0: Psalms 34, 8 through 14. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in Him. Fear the Lord, you His holy people, for those who fear Him lack nothing. The lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Come, my children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Whoever of you loves life and desires to see many good days, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. From time to time, initiative can be a problem for me. I find that when I'm really tired, It is hard for me to start projects I need to do. Sometimes it's hard for me to start projects I need to do even when I'm not really tired. A lot depends on how motivated I am to do the project to begin with. And I guess I'm a little surprised at different kinds of things that motivate me. Deadlines motivate me. My children motivate me. My employer motivates me. My wife motivates me. Some of those things motivate me because I love them deeply. Some of them motivate me because I'm afraid for my life. I'll let you decide which is which. Sometimes, it's just, I guess it's just a conflict between competing interests. It's in that that I lose my motivation. You know, I have a list of 50 phone calls to make, and. And these are two people I love and people I want to keep track of. But making phone calls takes time. And there's an end of school parade to organize and there's a graduation service to plan for, followed by a funeral the next day. And there are board meetings and committee meetings and clergy meetings and there's a sermon to write and books I need to read and staff meetings and home repair projects. And just like for you, The list goes on and on, sometimes in the middle of the whirlwind of everything I'm doing, in the competition between competing loyalties, I begin to wonder what I'm really getting done. What is getting done? Is everything I'm doing productive? And what are those things producing? More than a stress headache? Hosea speaks to Israel in a day of judgment. Rather than relying on God for deliverance, Israel has decided to make alliances with other kingdoms to ensure their safety. What they're doing is a lot like what we often try to do when we try to guarantee our own security through material possessions or insurance plans or retirement accounts. I think we've learned a powerful lesson in recent days about the nature of our security. I mean, I'm not saying we shouldn't plan for things. I'm not saying we shouldn't plan in ways that would provide for our family if we were suddenly not around to provide for them. But I don't think we should allow ourselves anymore to believe that those kinds of plans really provide absolute security for anything. Our security is not in our planning. In any event, Hosea, seeing Israel make plans for their security that completely ignore God, he speaks harshly by the Lord to Israel. And in Hosea 10.12, he gives this advice in the midst of his prophetic utterance. Sow righteousness for yourselves. Reap the fruit of unfailing love and break up your unplowed ground. For it is time to seek the Lord until he comes, and when he comes he will shower his righteousness on you. But you have planted wickedness, you have reaped evil, you have eaten the fruit of deception. Because you have depended on your own strength and on your many warriors, the roar of battle will rise against your people, so that all your fortresses will be devastated. These are harsh words. Israel is in for destruction if she keeps on this path. God will not allow her to find security anywhere other than in him. Listen carefully to the three things that God expects Israel to do. Sow righteousness. Reap the fruit of unfailing love and break up your unplowed or fallow land. Three easy things to remember. Sowing righteousness for oneself is about living in a right relationship with God. In Hosea's day, it meant embracing the covenant of Israel. No more following after the Baals. For us, it must mean at least as much. No following after other gods. You know, our society offers many other gods we might choose to follow. Some of them might be affluent, well-educated, fully-experienced children, or homes, decks, spas, and manicured gardens, or sailboats and various other material things. Maybe it's just travel experiences to the uttermost parts of the earth. There are lots of things we might choose to pursue, watching every single episode of Star Trek ever broadcast. God calls Israel to plant righteousness. Planting righteousness includes at least justice for the poor, care for widows and aliens, social justice, you've heard the the list from my lips many times. But sowing righteousness isn't just living in right relationship with God, it is also living in right relationship with our brothers and sisters in the community of all mankind. There has been tons wrong with our relationships in our society and we are seeing the fruits of it today in the kind we're seeing the fruit today of the kinds of damaging relationships we have had in the past the story of the world is full of man's inhumanity to man and the injustice and cruelty and greedy behavior that has marked our history leaves the landscape littered with brokenness and damage and anger and fear all that we are currently reaping sow injustice, sow discrimination, sow prejudice, and you can expect to reap a harvest in pain and anguish and devastation. But God has a different crop in mind for his creation. He desires we sow righteousness so we can harvest a crop of unfailing love. He said, that's his second word, We should reap the fruit of unfailing love. Reaping fruit is a natural consequence of planting the right kind of seed. I don't know about you, but I find myself highly motivated, once the crop is in, to reap the fruit. I like eating, so reaping is natural. (laughs) Reaping fruit of love comes from sowing righteousness. And when I get beyond my own selfish concerns, and begin to sow in right relationships, I reap the fruit of love. You don't get to reap anything other than weeds, however, if you do not sow good seed. And that takes work. What would that work look like for you? How do you actively sow righteousness in order to reap a harvest different from the one we are currently reaping? The third thing that Hosea says to them is to break up their fallow or unplowed land. You know what fallow land is. Fallow is land that has never been plowed, or if it was once plowed, has been allowed to grow over again. Plowing fallow land is hard work. It's it's harder for the plow to bite. It takes more energy. It's more difficult than regular plowing At first, when reading this passage, I thought Hosea was talking about looking for the unproductive areas in our lives and finding ways to make them more productive. Uh, Maybe you're spending too much time watching television, playing computer games, or going to the movies. Maybe your entertainment quotient is way out of balance. Or it may be that you were involved in some things that really don't have a lot of practical value or worth maybe worried about who gets elected president of the garden club or condominium association. I think it's good advice to look at our lives and try to determine what they are producing. I want to know what the results of my life are going to be. I want to make sure the things I'm investing my life in matter. I don't want to just put in my time. I want my labor to count for something. It may even be that some of the things I'm investing in are good things. But maybe they're things that are meant for others to do. And maybe I'm just out of step. Maybe I haven't quite answered the call of the Spirit in my life. I know that there are many times when we simply have to hold down the fort for a season while others are away, or. Until others can be trained to do the job you're doing. But that sort of finger in the dike kind of life shouldn't last forever, should it? You know, while all of that is true, I'm not confident that that's precisely what God is trying to say through Hosea in this passage. I think the work of breaking up the fallow or unplowed ground in our life is different. The words here carry a very specific nuance and meaning. Hosea is challenging Israel to break up the fallow or unproductive ground of their knowledge of God in their lives. They don't know Him well enough. If they knew Him well enough, they wouldn't be conspiring to make plans that didn't include Him. If they knew Him well enough, they wouldn't be living in the way they're living. And I want to add quickly, this is not a deficit of knowledge about God. This is a deficit of the experience of knowing God personally and actively. Hosea is saying, do the work of seeking God that you can experience, that you can experientially know. God. Two things strike me when I hear this command. The first is, it's work. If it's going to happen in my life, other things will have to step aside because in my life I don't have time to add extra things. Other things will have to go away if I'm going to make time to break up this unplowed ground in my life. Are you willing to prune or be pruned in order to obey this command? The second thing that strikes me is this is productive work god's promise is if we plow this kind of ground we will reap a harvest meaning accomplishment with significance all from knowing god so this morning i'd say we must do the hard work of seeking god it's a good thing that we're here together focusing on him today for some of us, that was a hard choice. Hopefully, it's a part of your choice to get to know God better. But you know, even church services or watching religious programming, all of that can become a routine that insulates you from the voice of God if you don't do the work of listening, if you don't create the time to pay attention, if you don't eliminate some of the things that sack your motivation, if you don't trim away the stuff that keeps you from knowing God, don't be afraid to get to know God. His love for you is deep and wide. It is rich and full. It is unfailing. The most productive thing you can do is to get to know Him. In that knowledge, you will find your way for today, and for every tomorrow. Would you pray with me? Lord Jesus, we are grateful for your invitation to seek you and to know you. And we pray that today by your spirit you would reveal yourself to us again, that you would draw us close to you, that you would help us to find ways to know you better, that our lives may be more productive and more meaningful in terms of the kingdom of God. Praise in your name. Amen. And now to him who is able to accomplish more than we can ever ask or imagine. To him be glory in the church and in all of our lives, now and through all eternity.